0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Paramount Plus
1: and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.
0: Welcome in, everybody, the flagship podcast. I am Chip Brown, Horns247.com, joined by the managing editor, Horns247, Taylor Estes. We are coming to you in the dark of night after Texas' um, 38-20 victory over West Virginia at DKR. Uh, coming off the loss to Texas Tech. In which uh, the defense couldn't seem to stop a runny nose, and uh, the offense broke down at, at critical times. Taylor tonight, I don't know if the game could have started any better for the Longhorns in that the defense stuffed West Virginia's first six drives, and Texas's offense just kept scoring, and they uh, they go up thirty-five to seven. And then hang on. At the end, um, the defense started to look like the uh, defense of the Texas Tech game, gave up a couple of double-digit drives. But they did the heavy lifting in the first half, while Hudson Card probably had his best game as a Longhorn.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this was a much-needed win chip for Texas. Um, and, and you're right, the defense did kind of start to slow down a little bit in the, the third quarter quarter, um, you know, West Virginia in the third quarter had a, I think it was an 18 play drive at eight up seven minutes and 31 seconds on the game clock. Um, also on that play, West Virginia running back CJ Donaldson went down with a really scary situation and um, Steve Sarkisian started his post-game press conference, you know, wishing him well, because it was a very, very scary situation. And then, you know, that kind of happened on that drive. And so there was a there was a lull, you know, kind of where not only was the defense on the field for a long time for the seven minutes, 31 seconds of the game clock on that that uh, possession there late in the third quarter that went into the fourth quarter. They also had, you know, the the really scary situation with CJ Donaldson on the field that took a while to card him off. So I think that probably stalled them a little bit, you know, um, and and understandably so and this that needed to happen obviously like because that was a really scary situation there for cj donaldson but overall i mean i think that you have to take this for what it is i mean this is the what is it the third game or no wait is it the yeah the uh fourth game of the year where texas gave up 20 or less points i mean that that's a it's a good day at the office for any defense Especially going up against you know some of these Big 12 offenses, obviously Texas Tech was a little bit different, but still holding a def- or holding the uh, West Virginia offense, JT Daniels to just 20 points. Um, you'll take it, you know. And so this is a much needed win before Texas goes to the Cotton Bowl to face Oklahoma. That's going to be definitely looking to rebound after their um, embarrassing loss on Saturday to TCU. So um, there's there's definitely a lot of work to be done, but I think this was a good day. For Texas offensively and defensively.
0: Yeah. And, and Hudson card on a, on a day where Texas through three quarters, uh, had 19 carries for 31 yards. That is, uh, less than uh, two yards per carry. Uh, Hudson Card needed to be really good, and he was. Um, he finished with a 200-plus quarterback rating, 21 of 27 passing, 303 yards, three touchdowns, including a uh, what he called probably not the smartest decision, but a 44-yard touchdown pass in double coverage off uh, West Virginia defenders' hands into the hands of Xavier Worthy, who finally – had that breakout game. We've been waiting for Taylor. Um, he's, he's been a interesting guy. Cause he, he goes on and off the field with, you know, limping. Um, he did that in the first quarter. Then he comes back out on the field. He is running around like, you know, the, the flash or something. Um, and he finished with seven catches 119 yards and two touchdowns and through A touchdown pass on a double pass um, right after Hudson Card had missed Worthy on a wide open deep ball where Worthy ran an in and up right between two West Virginia defenders and Card overthrew him. Uh, Worthy did not overthrow his target. He threw a perfect 33-yard touchdown pass to tight end Jatavian Sanders for a touchdown. And um, so big game. For Xavier Worthy, we've been waiting for that. But Hudson Card, uh Taylor, I mean, here we are going into OU. This is the week that Quinn Ewers was um, expected to be back uh for the OU game from that sternoclavicular sprain. Uh Sarkeesian said Ewers was available for for tonight's game against West Virginia, but that Hudson Card was the healthier player. Um how Wild would it be that Hudson Card has maybe his well, it was his best game as a Longhorn uh, when they had to have him throwing the ball accurately because Texas was not running the ball effectively, um, and and yet he could be replaced by Quinn Ewers next week.
1: Yeah, it's really wild to to think about, but um, you know when Steve Sar- you you said it right. You know when Steve Sarkeesian in post game prior to the game first he told Longhorn Network that Quinn Ewers was available and then he was asked about it in the post game what made him go with Hudson Card and he said exactly that he's the healthier of the two but he made it a point to say you know Hudson this is the healthiest they've been but Hudson's not healthy like he's been playing through injury and he's been fighting through that injury but you i think you bring up a good point he keeps making really big plays and the fact that he's a backup doing that i think is just you you have i know people are going to be critical of the the passes that don't the falling complete, right? Like it's everyone's quick to kind of nitpick some of the, the mistakes and overlook some of the really good plays. I think Chip, his best play, in my opinion, in this game was um, in the second quarter. It was on Jatavian Sanders' second touchdown that Hudson hard actually threw to him the 13 yard touchdown, but a few plays before that, you know, he had pressure all on him and he makes a leaping throw connects right into the hands of Xavier Worthy for a 45 yard game. When you thought, Oh, he's going to get sacked on this play. And like he stepped up, he jumped, made a play and it went right into Xavier Worthy's hands to set up that touchdown. I mean, that was a huge play. He probably won't get a lot of credit because everyone's going to talk about the touchdown that happened you know a few plays later on that drive but that was really clutch and I, I feel like one thing that you, in seeing Hudson card especially compared to last year but um the more reps he's gotten in games I feel like the better he's been and the more poised he's been in the pocket and that was always a, a you know huge question with him and an issue with him was Sark said it all last year happy feet he has happy feet you know he or he's quick to kind of tuck it and run because he's a dual threat type of player. I feel like you've seen a lot of, mat- or I've, I've noticed I feel like a lot of mature plays that he's made like in that instance that will get overlooked because of maybe he get you know, holds on the ball a little bit too long on a different play, but that was a huge, huge gain. And I think when that play happened, it was like, wow, like Texas has two good quarterbacks. It's not coach speak when you hear, you know, Steve Sarkeesian talk about that. They really do have two good quarterbacks obviously Quinn Ewers kind of fits more the mold that Steve Sarkisian is looking for a quarterback. So if he's, you know, coming back before OU, that's great. But even if Hudson card has to go against OU, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing with the way that he has shown a lot more poise and a lot more maturity. I feel like between the 2021 version of Hudson card and the 2022 version.
0: Yeah. I mean, Hudson card, uh, saw the field tonight, saw it really pretty well. And, um, West Virginia's defense is vulnerable in the back end, and Steve Sarkeesian dialed up a game plan um, knowing that West Virginia would gang up on the run, which they did, as we mentioned. 19 carries for 31 yards as a team through three quarters, but it didn't matter because Texas had built that 35-7 lead on the arm of Hudson Card, and and it, it was uh, it was impressive and it was at home um next week will be neutral site it's the craziest bestest uh college football game in all the land uh with the cotton bowl divided at the 50 in that crazy environment uh lifts up the the team with the momentum like a tidal wave and you know can drown the team that uh is on the other end of that momentum because the sound never goes down in the building, and I get it. OU lost today badly. Uh to TCU. Badly. Badly. Like,
1: oh my gosh.
0: TCU bad. had 41 points at halftime and mm-hmm. averaged almost nine yards per carry. TCU is loaded. Kendry Miller at running back, Quentin Johnston at, at receiver, Max Duggan, five touchdowns today. Three passing, two rushing. The guy's playing the best football of his life. Uh TCU is a problem. But OU is coming off uh, back-to-back losses now to K-State and TCU, so you know they're going to be absolutely uh, a hornet's nest coming into this game. I don't care what anyone says; it's it's just an incredible atmosphere, and you have to you have to grab that momentum early in that game, be the more physical team to have a good. Saturday afternoon at the State Fair of Texas and, and drive the other team's fans out of their end of the Cotton Bowl by the end. But um, OU lost its quarterback in this game. Dylan Gabriel, uh, really savage. Um, his head bounced off the turf. He left the game, did not return. Uh, OU played with its backup quarterback. And you wonder if Dylan Gabriel's going to be Uh, cleared to, to play against Texas. Um, So there are some, you know, things that you have to consider about that quarterback situation for both teams and, um, and Texas probably going to have a little more success running the football Taylor to me. And we'll get into this obviously in our preview of the Texas OU game, but I feel a Bijan Robinson TCU game from last year coming up against Oklahoma. This could be that, big carry game, um, that 25 to 30 carry game for Bijan Robinson coming up against Oklahoma. Um, uh, but a lot to, lot to build on from this win against West Virginia.
1: Yeah, there is a lot to build on. And, and, uh, it's, it's interesting to, you know, before we get too far ahead of ourselves, like the fact that Brent Venable's defense gave up that many points, I mean, if you're Bijan John Robinson and Xavier Worthy and Quinn Ewers or whoever, anyone on offense, you've got to be, you know, chomping at the bit here, like ready to go against that because obviously I think that TCU really exposed um, what everyone was going to be expecting to be a good defense with Brent Venables being a defensive minded head coach, you know, um, long time defensive coordinator for Dabo Swinney at uh, Clemson, you know, used to coach at Oklahoma too. But I mean, this is. This is, I think you're right. This is a prime um, time, I would say, for Bijan Robinson to just have a a really big time game. Now, one thing Steve Sarkeesian did say after the West Virginia game was that, you know, the West Virginia kind of was selling out to stop the run. Because they know, they know it's coming. Like, and and I think every opponent is going to be aware of what Bijan Robinson and, and the the plethora of backs that Texas has what they can actually do to a defense when they start getting going. Um, I would not be surprised to see Oklahoma try to sell out to stop the run and stop Bijan Robinson, especially after last year. I mean, remember that one run that Bijan Robinson, I don't, it didn't go for a touchdown, but again, so you, um, and he like, I think he like forced like 10 missed tackles on one freaking run. I mean, it was the most impressive thing ever. And I remember Reggie Bush tweeted something after like, man, look at number five out there, like repping number five well or something like that, you know, with Reggie Bush um, also wearing number five at USC when he was kind of has that elusiveness that Bijan Robinson does have. But uh, I, I feel like, I feel like you got, you got to give the ball to Bijan until they stop it. Right. I mean, and, and even when they do stop it, as you mentioned, you know, West Virginia really sold out to stop the run. They were successful, but it's like the damn Ultimately, breaks when Bijan Rob with with the type of backs that Texas have led by Bijan Robinson, and it's going to be fascinating to see how much uh, they rely on him. And they're probably going to have to rely on him, considering Quinn Ewers going to be, if if he is the starter, um, assuming he is, which this kind of falls in line with the timetable that he was expected to return is for the OU game. If he's the the starter, he's going to have to probably shake off a little rust. You know, I mean, he hasn't played since the first quarter of, uh, against Alabama and obviously has not been entirely full go, you know, since then. So, um, yeah, the running game is going to be crucial, but I, uh, I feel like even if the first half is bad with the running game, you don't abandon it when you have a guy like Bijan. Cause we, we talk about the run, you know, the running performance by Texas in the first half where Hudson Carter rely on his arm. Bijan still finished with over hundred yards rushing in the game. So the the dam will break at some point and he's the guy to break it
0: yeah he uh he came up big in the uh fourth quarter when texas needed to uh got the ball back with four minutes and 25 seconds left he ran it six straight times um five times for 42 yards and then he popped a 16 yard run that effectively ended the game so uh bijan coming through when they needed him most and Yeah, Taylor, you mentioned Brent Venable's defense. That OU defense has given up an average of 48 points per game the last two weeks in losses to K-State and to TCU. And the loss to K-State was in Norman, and they gave up 41 points in that game. Um, Adrian Martinez and Max Duggan both ran for over 100 yards, so... It's another interesting thing to consider for Steve Sarkeesian because Hudson Card, uh, who had a huge third and seven conversion tonight with his legs, ran for 17 yards on a drive to a Burt Auburn uh, 45-yard field goal that put um, gave them their 38th points. And Hudson Card can run around. Now, we know Steve Sarkeesian doesn't like to run the quarterback, but you look at the stats in these games the last two weeks against OU and see the quarterbacks rushing for over 100 yards, you just, you wonder. Um, but it it was a game where I think you are, for Texas, uh, wrapping up this uh, game against West Virginia, you're concerned a little bit that the running game, um, you know, only uh, 31 yards on 19 carries through three quarters um that's you're you're struggling to run the football that's all there is to it the interior of the line uh is struggling so texas running a lot of stretch um and it's and that works um but the flare passes which some people like to say oh that's part of the running game we saw little flare pass to jt sanders to start the game saw flare pass to jordan whittington who got great blocks from gunner helm and jt sanders you know they're running these little screens that are just down the line of scrimmage, and they're they're popping for for good yardage. So you can say that that's part of the the running game, whatever. But um, when you got Bijan Robinson, um you you expect to run the ball a little better than Texas did tonight. But um, Xavier worthy, breaking out was big. Hudson card coming through was big. Jatavian Sanders, five catches, two touchdowns. Last time a tight end for Texas had two touchdowns in a single game was 2011 Taylor, um, Jadavian Sanders is going to be special and we're, we're seeing him become more and more of a weapon. Um, and then, you know, on the defensive side, giving up that 18 play drive, giving up the, the other double digit drive late with dumb penalties, uh, you know, Deshaun Jameson retaliated, pushed a guy in his face mask, uh, don't do that. And then, yeah. you know, Jody Barron, um, face guards a receiver doesn't turn and look for the ball gets a little handsy. Uh, Jameer Johnson almost got called for a pass interference, but they looked at it and said no. And so, um, because he didn't turn and look for the ball either. So one question I have is why are you rotating your corners so much? Um, when Deshaun Jameson is clearly your best corner, Jameer Johnson was in there a lot in the red zone and had a pass breakup at the three yard line, but also got beat badly off the line for an eight-yard slant for a touchdown because he didn't he was up on the receiver, but he didn't jam him. You know, Ryan Watts always jams his receivers at the line, and it's why they're not completing so many passes uh against Ryan Watts. So, um, you know, if we're nitpicking, that's where I'm nitpicking. And um you know, but Bert Auburn comes through again, 45 yard field goal. So in a game that has been close between Texas and Oklahoma, the last few years, it could come down to field goal kicking and Bert Auburn has been money since Alabama. So, um, and even late in the Alabama game, when he booted the 49 yarder So, so, um, you know, the puntings dropped off a little bit Taylor, but, Texas only punted twice against West Virginia. I was,
1: yeah, was going to say that like they, you know, they punted on the first uh, series on offense and then they had four straight touchdown drives and um, got the ball back obviously late in the the second uh, quarter right before halftime just to get a few plays in. And and honestly, Xavier Worthy almost caught that Hail Mary ball. Like if you looked yeah. at that, that was, uh, that was, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't, he almost caught that and then it's, it's kind of funny because the next tip ball that came in the end zone he did actually bring in which was the one that Hudson Card said yeah it probably wasn't the smartest play that I made or decision that I made but he made the play on it which is um and I feel like we got to give a lot of credit to Xavier Wordy for that because I feel like and I don't think it was unwarranted in any way shape or form but we were pretty we called him out a little bit you know like we're kind of like, what, where's the effort? It's, it's like if he was not getting balls directly into his hands, he wasn't really making a play or making the extra effort to make a play. And he shut that down tonight. And and they're going to have to do that against moving forward in, in big 12 play, regardless of who the quarterback is, they're going to, they're going to need Xavier worthy to play the way that he did against West Virginia. And that needs to be the norm, not the anomaly, but I feel like it would be unfair for, me to say to not give him enough credit because um you know I feel like we we both were talking about that leading into this game. Like he's gotta step up. He's gotta make these plays. Like he's gotta show give extra effort. Like you have a backup quarterback in make the extra effort. And it's like he he answered it a big way. And um I think you hope if you're a Texas fan that now that he's had that game, he's gonna continue moving forward, you know, um, with that type of performance. Cause that should be the norm for the type of talent that Xavier wordy is
0: no doubt. I mean, he should be a thousand yard receiver for sure this year and, and 10 touchdowns. I mean, that's, that's how talented he, he is. And it wouldn't shock me if he went above those numbers, but, uh, he has gotten off to a slow start tonight, the breakout game, seven catches, 119 yards, two touchdowns. And Taylor, I think, We got to give some love defensively to some individuals. Moro Ajomo, who uh, did not make the trip to Texas Tech last week because of an ankle injury, gets a sack early in the game, an eight-yard sack, um, and that helped to kill a drive of West Virginia. Baron Sorrell had a sack and a half tonight. Uh, They gave him a combined sack with DeMarvian Overshown, um, but Texas with – no turnovers forced, but seven tackles for loss, including three sacks and a lot of twisting and stunting that was very effective up front. Uh, Texas has had success with that and we're seeing, you know, Ovia Gofu and Tavondre Sweat stunt. We're seeing uh, Moro Lajomo and Baron Sorel stunt uh, and it's working. And and they did bring more pressure this week than they did last week against Donovan Smith. Donovan Smith more mobile uh, than than uh, J T Daniels. Demarvin Overshone made a note of that after the game. Felt like he would be in the pocket where they could uh, where those blitzes would get home. But uh, seven tackles for loss, three sacks, and uh, Jalen Ford with another uh, double digit tackle game to lead Texas fourteen. 14- uh, tackles. And seven pass breakups tonight as well, Taylor. And that's that's strong. That's strong.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Especially in a league that can be so pass-happy like the Big 12 with the, the type of offenses that this league does have. Chip, let's take a really quick break, and then we will continue to wrap up our uh, recap and early preview um, for Texas OU. We'll be right back.
0: The rest is football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Beats.
1: Chip, you I think you bring up a good point when you're you're talking about the defense. I think especially Jalen Ford. I mean, he is quietly putting together a really impressive, at least, you know, first five games of the season. He had that first, well, it was it ULM? He didn't, was didn't he have, a that did not have a Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And he has just really come on. It seems like week in and week out. And he, again, as you said, you know, led the team in tackles, 14 tackles, tackle for loss. Um, and I feel like when he is, when he's playing this way, he makes the other guys on the the defense. Better, play better honestly I mean because I, I don't know what it is like about him it's it's interesting because like I think everybody expected that to be DeMarvian Overshown and this is not a knock on DeMarvian Overshown at all um, I think everyone expected him to be kind of the guy that's like oh yeah he's leading the defense and tackles every single game and he's the one that really is making everyone around him better and and honestly Jalen Ford kind of he had a really good camp, as uh, we had reported all, you know, throughout the month of August. And, man, he's just really showed up, especially since the ULM game where he didn't record a stat. I mean, if if this doesn't show you what type of mentality this player has, I don't know what will. Like, the fact that he probably was embarrassed by that first performance. And now look at him. He's, had, he's been the, the leading tackler in a number of the games. I don't have the numbers in front of me right now, but... Um, I think three of the five games he's led the team in tackles, right? Yeah. Or is it four? Uh,
0: at least the last three, I know.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and against Alabama, he might have. Yeah. Uh, I think he did, actually. So I think it's the last four. And they've been double-digit tackle games for Jalen Ford. So, um, you know, Jalen Ford said he, he told uh, Jeff Choate, the inside linebackers coach, that he wanted to be great. And he said – that Jeff Choate has held him to that and has demanded more, more, more from him and said, you've got to do more film study. You're the quarterback of this defense. You're the one, you know, we're moving to Marvin and around. There are going to be times he's going to be on the edge and he's not going to be able to read the cues from the offense. You're always going to be right there in the middle. You have to be that guy and you're going to make all your teammates better. Well, it's sinking in. I think we're seeing Jalen Ford put in the work and he's a guy who um i as i've said i think he's done a really nice job in zone pass coverage it's it's tough for him to try to chase these crossing routes and he got burned up in the tech game and and so tonight we saw the corners in in the nickel uh playing closer to the line of scrimmage against these receivers ryan watts doing a good job of redirecting so the crossing routes didn't get them as much, although they got them late in the game in the, in the double digit drives that Texas gave up late. So um everyone's going to test them on that. Uh, even if it's uh Davis bevel at quarterback for OU next week, but um yeah, Jalen Ford deserves a lot of credit. Anthony cook, Anthony cook continues uh, to play good football and um kind of a tough game for, for Diamante Tucker Dorsey. He, He totally guessed wrong on the gap uh, on the touchdown by Tony Mathis uh, late in the game. He like he shot the B gap and Mathis watched him commit and just went right through the A gap untouched for a touchdown. Um, Can't can't afford to to give up that gap. But, um, you know, the Texas defense swarmed tonight early in that game when Texas took control. And they have to do that every game, Taylor. That cannot be negotiable. That has to be an every game situation because what we saw in the Tech game were guys getting tentative as that game got tighter, as that as that thirty-one seventeen lead started to disappear. We we saw one guy trying to make a tackle and and that tackle being broken. Um, whereas tonight we saw one, two, three, four guys all around the ball. Uh, and that's, that's what has to be the standard for Texas defense. Otherwise, um, especially in hostile environments, it's going to be a struggle because, um, that's when shades of yesteryear start to creep up the doubt, the, the tentativeness and, you know, teammates sense it, they feel it and they start to go, "Uh Oh, and, uh, we did not have that tonight. Tonight was a solid performance from that defense. Um through the first, uh, three and a half quarters.
1: Yeah. So one thing I feel like I I don't have the quotes in front of me from post game, but Sark was asked about like the diff. I think you have, you asked him the question about the defense, I think between Texas tech and somebody I forget. Anyway, I'm going to credit you. Um, it may not be you, but yeah, I mean, he did say one thing. He didn't really feel like intent or effort was an issue against texas tech defensively he felt like they were getting they were you know like getting pressure it's just they weren't fully getting home or you know they they popped the ball out and the ball did they you know texas tech recovered it and he's like he did say something and i know some fans may not like to hear this but i think it is kind of true you know sometimes the ball doesn't go doesn't drop your way you know and so um he he kind of it seemed to me that he was not excusing in any way shape or form what happened on defense against texas tech i think he took a more step back approach looking at the game film like i mean they're they're there it's just they weren't they didn't finish you know or in and obviously the um he mentioned that they were seven of 20 on third downs against texas tech and he's like that that's not bad even he's like but the six of eight on fourth downs is what really just hurt us, you know? And so um, he didn't feel like, or he said that he didn't feel like effort was an issue. It was more just, I think the hundred, it started like wearing on them a little bit more. Um, But the reality is I feel like a lot of teams in this conference can put up a hundred plays. I mean, look at the, this game. I mean, I think West Virginia had 78 plays um, on offense and Texas had like 60. So, I mean, this is something where it's like, I feel like it, they did a good job, you know, coming out of that Texas Tech game by answering, shutting it down, getting back to playing the way that they had been playing at home. And that needs to show up on the road, even if it's in a neutral environment like the Cotton Bowl is going to be next week, because defense is supposed to travel, right? Like that's what Chips, I think one of Chips uh chipisms, I guess you will say, is defense travels. And uh this defense so far has not traveled, so they're going to be in for a uh, a test to prove that, you know, and I think that it's going to have to show up early and often in the Cotton Bowl, especially, I mean, regardless of who OU's quarterback is, this is going to be a quarterback who's never played in the game. More times than not, the The lesser experienced quarterbacks, usually the one that has bigger troubles early on in, in the Texas OU game in their career, so it's going to be something that is going to be crucial, absolutely crucial, and they need to really just kind of uh, follow the blueprint that they put together tonight against this West Virginia team. And, you know, we we'll hope it brings, it shows up in the cotton ball next week.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it because we saw last year after a great start from Texas against Oklahoma, um, Demarvin Overshone had maybe the best first quarter. Um, he had a big third down stop and then he followed it right up with a punt block that led to a touchdown. Uh, as part of Texas getting off to that 28-7 lead um and then you know it the it, as the momentum shifted Texas got tentative on defense they started missing tackles giving up huge plays um they're not going to face Caleb Williams and I've said if Texas if if Texas would have continued to face um the uh Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler. Texas would have won by 30 because Rattler was rattled. Texas had him. And he was turning the ball over, getting frustrated, ripping his helmet off. Uh, But in came Caleb Williams. The rest is history. Caleb Williams will not be coming off uh, the bench in this game. And, um, you know, I was looking, Taylor, because we know Dylan Gabriel for Oklahoma left the game with uh, an apparent – a concussion but in the um Marvin Mims who's been a real problem um for Texas caught four passes for 41 yards against TCU uh he came out of that game briefly uh so we'll have to see but um you know this no matter who's on the field for Oklahoma this is going to be uh Brent Venables absolute, um, brave heart moment of the season, because, uh, these two straight losses with his defense, giving up 48, an average of 48 points per game, uh, is demoralizing. I mean, that's, uh, that is not what, um, Oklahoma fans were expecting. Obviously when they hired Brent Venables, they were expecting him to at least, Put a defense together that would uh would you know keep ou in games um and this has been this has been a nightmare for uh for oklahoma and venable's defense is really complex i remember in when we talked to gabe eichard on the flagship podcast he talked about how complex venable's defense is and it's not easy to grasp and you have to have players who can execute this thing. So, um, you know, Oklahoma might be in a simplification process this week, trying to simplify things so that the OU players can play fast. That plays into the hands of Steve yeah. Sarkisian. So it'd be interesting to see what the line is in this one early on, maybe Texas by one and a half or two.
1: Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think it's all going to be dependent on, as you said, on Dylan Gabriel's status for sure. Um, but yeah, I would not I would not be surprised if Texas opens the week as um, an early favorite over Oklahoma. But I don't think it's going to be sub- something substantial like, you know, a 20-point <laughs> favorite or anything along those lines.
0: Right. Well, and real quickly around the league, before we sign off, uh, Oklahoma State goes into Waco and handles baylor and um kansas does it again beats iowa state iowa state's kicker looked like he was gonna throw up on himself uh he had a a kick to send the game into overtime it was he missed it horrible,
1: so horrible. it was so bad horrible <laughs> i think he did throw up on himself by that kick the way it landed i mean and, it was like 20 yards left
0: of the- <laughs> i mean Iowa State's defense holds Kansas to to 14 and Kansas wins. Wow. Iowa Iowa State's offense. I mean, I don't know what you say about Lance Leipold because Kansas offense has been absolutely gargantuan this season. You know, Jalen Daniels at quarterback and they're you know, they're running the ball. He's running the ball. He's a nightmare to try to track down Texas fans. Remember that from last year, Uh, but Iowa state's defense just locks it down. But Hunter Deckers, Xavier Hutchinson uh, and the Cyclones can't move the ball against the uh, KU defense. So, I mean, this is a crazy big 12 season. I said, K State and Oklahoma State would play in the Big Twelve title game. That's looking pretty good right now. But um, TCU, TCU's Kansas? offense,
1: Kansas five and zero. Kansas, <laughs> they're number one in the Big Twelve right now. Back to back weeks, back to back weeks. Number one.
0: Yeah. So,
1: Kansas, K State, Big Twelve championship. Just kidding.
0: <laughs> yeah, the Sunflower Showdown. Yeah. The Big 12 in, title.
1: In the Lone Star State. <laughs> in the Lone Star
0: State. So buckle up, kids, because this is going to be wild. It's still anybody's um anybody's race when you you know talk about Oklahoma State, K-State, and Kansas. Texas hasn't played any of those teams yet. So uh, but it is one week at a time for these Longhorns who have um an interesting week ahead with Quinn Ewers and Hudson card Steve Sarkeesian trying to figure out who's going to play quarterback against Oklahoma and Oklahoma has their own quarterback issues we will preview that one in depth um, in a couple days so give us a little time to digest everything that uh, uh, comes out early in the week and then we will uh, we'll be back. break down the red river shootout the greatest college well the greatest game day atmosphere in sports in my opinion uh taylor and i will both be at the state fair of texas covering this one so um make sure you're over at horns 247com jumping in the conversation and uh thanks for listening everybody to this wrap of texas's 38 20 victory over west virginia um for taylor estes i am chip brown until next time we'll see you over at horns 247.com. Until then, stay safe and keep the faith.